According to British scientists, people who listen to our episodes until the very end tend to get a higher score on the exam. If you listen to all our episodes till the very end, you'll get a high score in the exam. British scientists, of course, means whoever is doing our marketing. Hello, lovely, and welcome into our first episode 2022. Yuppie! Thank you very much for listening, subscribing, sharing the podcast with your friends, helping us grow. You are making this episode possible. You are making this podcast possible. So welcome into our special episode this year. This episode is going to be about the IELTS test. Oh, wow. Really? Really, Maria? Is it is going to be about IELTS? Yes. So we've decided to take you on a crazy ride around the IELTS test. We'll take you through the whole exam from the beginning to the end. What happens in the test? What happens in the classroom? When it happens? Tips and tricks, do's and don'ts for each part of the exam. And then at the end of the episode, we'll talk about stress and anxiety on the day of the exam and how to relax, what to do with it. It's going to be really practical and really useful. So you should listen till the very end. So first of all, the day before the exam. Okay, so this day arrives. You have one day left before the exam, before taking IELTS. What are the do's and the don'ts? What should you do? What shouldn't you do one day before the exam? We've t- we said do and don't. We should actually try a different verb. What will happen? You will feel anxious, probably. Everybody feels anxious before a test. But you don't give in to anxiety. You keep calm. How can we keep calm? Um, you know, if you think that IELTS is the most important thing in your life, and if you don't get this seven for IELTS, you'll die, then yes, you'll get anxious. But if you, you know, if you lower this importance, if you understand that, well, nothing will happen to me, I will stay alive. I'll be myself, uh, whether I get this seven or no. So just change your importance of the exam a little bit. Yes, you may not get the desired band at the first attempt, or you may, you don't know, right? So just stop thinking that this is the most important thing in your life and you will die after this. Okay? You won't. You will stay alive. Believe me. I've done it several times and I'm alive. Look at me. So, yeah, this is the first thing. Think about how you look at the exam itself. And um, then the day before exam, to feel more relaxed, you should relax. Forget about preparation at night. Forget about it. Just know. People start preparing, start reading, writing the essay, uh, taking classes with the teacher one day before the exam. But believe me, you really should relax. You should relax. You should do like listen to something in English, watch uh, cartoon in English, listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So do something in English that you like 
and have this day just uh, for eating, sleeping, listening, and doing whatever you like to do. Seriously. Gentle revision and avoiding stress. Yes. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, like in regular exams, which are usually a test of memory and things like that, you can cram the day before the exam and it's going to make a difference. But mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way for IELTS because IELTS is a test of skills, your English language skills, which is something that you build up over time. You're not magically going to be able to bump up your score 24 hours before the exam and it will come about as a long process that you've been on throughout your whole life. True. The only thing that you can do before the exam is you can have a look at the speaking topics. Mm-hmm. So you can open um, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast, and just look at the topics that we've been discussing because we are choosing fresh IELTS speaking topics. And uh, you can also find them online. So just Google uh, speaking IELTS speaking topics 2022. Yes, we are in 2022 now. So, and you can have a look at the topics. So just for you to know what topics they have in the exam. I think this is the only thing. But don't write essays on these topics. Don't um, write uh, like 15 words for each topic that you have to use in the exam. No, don't do that. Just be Mm -hmm. in the know that, okay, I can get this topic. So, we are not panicking, we are gently revising, and we are preparing ourselves. If you can, take a day off from work, make sure that you're relaxed, that you go to bed at a sensible time, and get sleep, because your brain will need to use all of these resources that you've built up on the actual day. So there's no point wandering into the exam completely burnt out, because at best, that is not going to help you a lot. True. On the actual day, usually the exam starts at 10 a.m. in the morning, which means you have to be at the center at like 9.30 in the morning. This is early. And if you don't sleep well enough, you are not going to be focused and you need your concentration for listening, for reading. Like, seriously, you need your energy. If you are young, like maybe under 21, well, maybe you can be cool, right? But... Me, for example, no. If I haven't slept the night before the exam, forget about it. I'm going to be like a zombie doing a listening test. Seriously. Rory, can you do that? Can you just like party half of the night and then take the exam and be okay at 10 a.m.? No, no. And I wouldn't recommend anyone else did that either. It's not very responsible. Mm -hmm. To be honest, this section is called the day before, but really it should be the period before the exam. Make sure that you're constantly exposed to the exam in a gentle fashion, not cramming, not panicking, and building yourself up over a period of time. True. So, on the actual day of the exam, so this is now the day of your exam. You get up early in the morning. Again, for a paper-based exam, if you take a paper-based IELTS using paper, not a computer-delivered test, but a paper-based exam. Usually it's in the morning, so 10 a.m. So you should come to the center, well, 30 minutes before the exam. You can come in 15 minutes before. And um, you come in, they have your photo taken, they take a picture of you, 
and um, they take your fingerprints. You put all your clothes, phones, your bag in a special room, and usually they lock this room so it's secure. Again, it depends on the test center, but you should leave all your belongings in this special room so the managers will tell you where to put everything. And um, you should leave your phone. Your phone stays there together with your watch, with your iWatch, with your headphones. What other gadgets do we have? With your... All gadgets. Smartwatch. Did you say smartwatch? Uh, smartwatch, yeah. Your, your smartwatch. So everything stays there. Then you are ready to come in the room. It could be a room, a classroom, or a big hall, depending on the test center, where all students are sitting and waiting for the exam to start. Oh, and you have your passport. Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot about the passport. You have your passport that you used to register for the exam. It should be the same passport, the same ID. So you have your passport, you can have a bottle of water, and uh, that's it. So just your passport, a bottle of water. Can I have a bottle of water with um, some words written on it? Nope. No labels on your bottle mm-hmm. of water. Yeah, no labels. It's just, just a bottle and water. That's it. Also, you can't have your own bottle, like a thermos or something. Oh, actually, you can, if there are no words. The rule is that... You mustn't have any labels, so you mustn't have any words. If you have a bottle of water with a word written in English, oh, no, 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 you can use this word in the essay. So, yeah, it's ridiculous, I know. What about, so you enter the room, you show the your passport, again, you give them your fingerprints, and then you are escorted to your seat. You sit down, you have a special number, so you have a special paper with the number, the candidate number, some some other details. And uh, Rory, can I take my own pens? If I have a unicorn pen, my lucky pen, can I take it with me? I think everything is provided for you, isn't it? Yes, it is provided. So at some centers, they tell you to write only with a pencil. So you can't use a pen, okay? You do the listening using a pencil, reading a pencil. In writing in some centers, you have to use a pencil, not a pen. That's why they give you their pencils. So I'm not sure that they can let you in with your own pens and pencils and stuff. So they give everything to you. Now, what else is interesting? You know, when I took the exam in August, paper-based exam in Moscow in uh, August uh, last year, 2021 I entered the room and there were like 20 people sitting there you know like staring at me the atmosphere was like like a zombie city like oh it was so tense off and people some people come in very early so they just they're sitting there doing nothing Rory do you think it's a happy atmosphere No, if memory serves, when I did my exam, not my IELTS exam, this was a different exam for teacher knowledge. It was like that as well. So just come in not extraordinarily early. There are no points for being early. Nothing happens if you come in early because everything is organized before then. 
and then for people that are there early, that's their problem. But there's nothing to do, so you're going to be bored, and you'll just overthink and stress and like overstress. So there's no point. Yeah. So together with you, there could be 50 people, or 20 people, or 10 people. Again, depends on the center. Once I took IELTS, and uh, there were like uh, over a hundred people. It was like a huge hall, so many people. But it was comfortable because again, um, each of us had um, our own uh, desk and a chair, so it's okay. So it depends on the test center, how many people are going to be together with you during a paper-based exam. Usually there are two or three managers, people who manage the whole thing, who also like check that you are not cheating. So who, people who give you booklets, paper booklets. So usually there are two or three managers and the main manager who gives you the instructions, who starts listening... So this is kind of like the boss and some other managers who kind of help you. Uh, you can also raise hands. The manager will come to you and answer all your questions. Okay, so you are in the room, okay? And then the boss starts giving the instructions. There might be a screen. So you see all the instructions on the screen. Again, depends on the test center. Sometimes they write things on the board if there is no screen. So the manager, the main boss, will start. Hello, welcome, blah, 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 IELTS, blah, blah, blah. And then they will give the instructions for listening. Rory, tell me, uh, in paper-based IELTS, where do they play it from? Do they use a tape recorder, speakers? Do they read the listening script? <laughs> It's played from a, well, my best to describe it, a, a CD player? Uh, or it was when I did it. You are right about the CD. So in August in Moscow, they actually used a CD. A CD. Do you know how it looks like a, a usual CD disc? It's crazy. That's for security though, isn't it? Mm, is it really for security? Well, mm. yeah, so it's easier to keep track of like a CD than files that could be downloaded and stolen. True, because all the materials are secured. So this boss of the bosses takes the CD from a special box or bag. Uh, she shows the CD to you. Aha, now listening will begin. And then she puts the CD into her laptop. And then the sound could come from the speakers. Again, depends on the test center. Some test centers use a tape recorder, like a usual tape recorder, this, you know, ancient piece of equipment. So, yeah, again, depends on the test center. So this is a paper-based exam. So when listening starts, or actually before they start playing the recording, they give out the listening booklets. So the managers just go around and distribute listening booklets so just like usual paper with listening tasks. And also you have an answer sheet. What's an answer sheet? It's a sheet of paper with lots of boxes on it and you put one letter in each box when you're writing it. Yeah, you put your answers, right? So a letter or a number or whatever it is. Before that, you fill it in and the managers will tell you how to fill it in. You write your name, surname, using a pencil your candidate number, which is uh, right on the desk with you. So the managers will help you out with this. 
they check that everybody filled it in and then the listening begins. And then they play the recording and then it goes, now turn to section one. Section one. Rory, now I have a question for you. Is there an example in the first listening section? Do they give you an example? Yes. Isn't there? It shows you. Um, isn't there a zero? No, not anymore. Really? They, yes, they've removed the example. So now the listening starts from question one. So they just say, now turn to sex- section one. You have 30 seconds to read questions one to five. They give you 30 seconds. You read. Now we shall begin. You will listen to the recording once, blah, blah, blah. And then you start listening and uh, writing the answer for question one. No examples. So, which is dangerous because if you are using old materials, what can happen? Oh, you could get confused. Yeah. You might be waiting for the example, but oops. Sorry, we've removed the example. Ha ha ha. Yeah. So this is listening. Now, uh, any tips? So like, let's focus on three top tips for listening. Read. (laughs) There's time to read before the listening starts. Read what the text is that you're supposed to be completing as you listen so that you know what you're supposed to be listening for and you can sort of get your brain ready for hearing key words. Yes, read and underline keywords. Read the task. Do they ask you to write one word or two words? Believe me, it's very stupid, but many people just don't read. Seriously. You have a pencil, you have a booklet in paper-based exam. So read and underline. In a computer-delivered test, you do everything on screen using a computer, but you do have some paper and a pencil. So you can take notes if you wish. Okay. Uh, what else? Don't get distracted. Some people might make no- noises. They might... <laughs> they might do this. Stay focused. Also depends on the test center. If there is a window open and uh, it's noisy, stay focused on the task. Do as much as you can. Do your best. There's no point of getting angry at people who are coughing or making noises. Focus on what you're doing. Now a question, Rory. Can I go out during the listening test? Can I go out to the bathroom? You know, like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Let me out. Why would you? Why would you do that? They're not going to stop it for you. A test is exactly as long as the recording. Plus 10 minutes, right? So they have time to transfer their answers. Yes. So the listening section is 40 minutes. And 30 minutes, 3-0, is just you listen and do the tasks. They cannot let you out during the listening. Okay. Everybody stays <laughs> during the listening. Yeah. And then 30 minutes, the listening is over and the voice will tell you, now you have 10 minutes to transfer the answers to the answer sheet. And what do you do during this stage? Transfer the answers and make sure you do it correctly. Yes. And so number clearly. One number one. Yes. Do you use small letters or capitals? Well, I would say it's best to write in block capital letters because that way there's less of a chance of making any mistakes and it's clear for everybody. Yes, capitals. Use capitals. 
write everything in capital letters, big letters. Make sure that it's clear. You can erase your answer and write it again. Right? So check spelling. Make sure that number one is number one, number five is number five. You copy-paste from your booklet. Then the managers will collect the booklets. So they will take all listening booklets away from everybody. So usually I have a question like, if I'm done with listening, can I start reading? If I'm done with reading, can I start writing? No, you can't. Because listening, only listening, then it's over. They take the paper booklets together with the answer sheets away from you. They take them away and then they give you reading booklets. You see? They take reading booklets away. At the end of reading, they give you writing booklets. This is the procedure. Do I have any break between listening and reading? Yeah, because they have to give you out the paper. Exactly. You see? So what I did, so they are taking away the listening booklet. What I did, I stretched. I, you know, I took a deep breath. I moved my arms. I moved my feet. People were looking at me as if I had three eyes or a unicorn horn on my head. But Rory, why do you think this was important for me? To kind of to stretch, to move a little bit, to breathe, close Because you've my been eyes. sitting down for a prolonged period of time and that makes your body all stiff and not ready for what's coming next. Yes. So my advice uh, for you, you there is a short break, a couple of minutes while they are g taking away the listening booklets. So while they're doing this, breathe in, breathe out, move your hands, fingers, close your eyes, think about Rory in Scotland, uh, riding a bear, <laughs> drinking whiskey. Um, think about something pleasant, right? Relax, because the next part is going to be intensive. Right? It's going to be reading. So have this break for yourself, right? To breathe, relax, and move your body, stretch. Then they give you a reading booklet, and you have to, again, wait until everybody gets a reading booklet. Reading starts. Do you have the time? Do you have a, a clock somewhere? Because you are not allowed to have a watch. No watch allowed. So where can you see the time? On the clock at the front. Yeah. Usually there's a clock or there is a board with a timer so you can see the time clearly. In the computer delivered test, you see the timer on a screen. Yeah, you're using a computer. In a paper delivered test, there's a clock or a timer or some I know, electronic clock depending on the test center. During reading, they tell you, now you have 20 minutes left. Now you have 15 minutes left. You have five minutes left. The test is over. Put down your pencils. Rory, would you find this annoying? Like you are struggling with this true-false freaking not given and they just tell you, you have 15 minutes left. It's just a thing that happens. That's all. Just keep going and do as much as you can. I found it very distracting and annoying, but I focused, I soldiered on, okay? So you should do like this. Now, 
Can you go out during the reading part? I don't know if it's like other exams that I've done. You can go out, but you can't go out within the first 30 minutes and you can't leave in the last 20. It's something like that, isn't it? Hmm. Actually, in IELTS reading, you are allowed to go out during the reading part. I Yeah, you're quite right. Not at the very end because they're going to be collecting the booklets. But, for example, the reading starts... Are given the instructions now open your booklet and uh, let the reading begin hey, hey after this you can go out so do you think people actually go out during the reading part do they they probably do but i don't think that's true for the vast majority of people okay anyway you are allowed to go to the bathroom during reading and writing right but um, you lose time okay so you just lose time So, reading, it's 60 minutes, and we have three texts in IELTS Academic. In IELTS General, we have more texts. Rory, they give you an answer sheet, but do you have extra time to transfer your answers to the answer sheet? No, write the answers on the answer sheet, for the love of God. Yes, true. If your answer sheet is empty... When they take it away from you at the end of the reading, you will have zero, zero for reading. All your answers should be on the answer sheet. Rory, what's the best strategy here? I complete one section of reading, then I transfer the answers, or I just go one by one? That depends entirely on the kind of person you are. Like for me, for example, because I read quite fast... I just mm-hmm. write them all on the paper and make some notes to justify, go back and check, and while I'm checking, just transfer the answers that way. But some people find it faster to do it one answer at a time, and other people find it easier to do one section at a time. But either way, find the way that you're most comfortable with. Don't faff around thinking about it for a million years. That just wastes time in the test. Don't faff around. Check out our course on phrasal verbs to know what faff around means. The link is in the description successwithielts.com forward slash podcourses. I remembered it this time. Do you use a pencil or a pen during a reading test? Depends on the center. Pencil's better because if you have to change the answer, then you don't screw it up. No, only pencils. Everywhere. Only pencils. I thought thought it depended on the test center. No, 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 no. Listening, reading are done using pencils only this is the requirement of cambridge why nobody knows this is the requirement of cambridge yeah so only pencils so when you write down the answer in the answer sheet you can again erase it you have an eraser a rubber so you can erase it and uh, write it again make sure it's uh, clearly written and uh, use capital letters the same in listening We write everything in capitals. Oh, it's better. It's not a must, but it's just better. It's easier to read. So, what I usually do, I complete five answers, so half of a section, and then I transfer them, copy-paste them into the answer sheet. Then I do the other half of the reading uh, section. In section one, there are like two, two tasks usually so the second task and then i transfer like five or six answers so i do like this sometimes i do one so i have one answer i put it down in the answer sheet you see so yeah then at the end of the test they tell you no the reading part is over put down your pencils 
So if you don't put down your pencil and you keep writing, what could happen, Rory? What do you think? Put the pencil down. But if if you don't, then death. Can, you, can they use <laughs> torture? Well, actually, they might say that you are not allowed to continue because you don't follow the instructions. And I think I heard this story from somewhere that one person kept writing and uh, they said this, they asked this person to leave. So they were just, that's it. For them, the test was over because they didn't follow the instructions and they, they were asked, they were forced to leave the room. Yeah. So they were not allowed to continue the exam. When they tell you that the reading part is over, put down your pencils, you put down your pencils, even if you haven't finished. Okay? So 60 minutes on reading. Then again, you have a break. You have a kind of like, not a break, but the time when the, the managers take the paper booklets away from you and they give out, they first take away reading, they collect all the reading answer sheets, they put it in some special bag, and then they collect the answer sheets, and they put the answer sheets in a special bag. What can you do, Rory, while they are collecting and giving out the writing booklets? What can you do during this time? You are sitting there. How? Do you breathe? <gasps> Ooh, do you start like making noises? Relaxing <laughs> in a way that's as uninvasive to the people around you as possible. Yeah. What would you do? Like you're sitting in a chair. Like what, what would you do? Think about what I'm going to write because I've been listening to our podcast and recalling all of the good structures that can be used. True. Uh, our writing podcast. Yeah, the link is in the description. <laughs> so what I did... So after reading, you are quite exhausted. Because again, listening took 40 minutes, reading took 60 minutes. Again, I took deep breaths. I relaxed my body. I moved my back. I moved my legs and my feet. I kind of, I um, lifted my legs and kind of like shook them a bit. You know, I was shaking my uh, hands because I was uh, uh, nervous, perhaps like... um, underlining the keywords, reading these texts. So I shook my hands. I kind of, I moved my body, okay? I closed my eyes. I bre- I did the breathing. So do that, okay? It's important. So this is the only break that you have before writing. Then they give you the writing booklet with how many tasks? Two. Two tasks, yeah. In IELTS Academic Graphs and the Essay. So a booklet actually has only like two pages. So they give you the booklet and they give you answer sheets with lines. Again, you fill in uh, some information in the answer sheet. And then again, they uh, tell you now you can open your booklet. You have 60 minutes, 60, 60 to complete the two tasks. And the same with the timing. They tell you, now you have 20 minutes left. You have 50, 15 minutes left. You have five minutes left. So they give you time warnings. Are they useful, do you think, time warnings? Well, I think so. Because hmm. you can get carried away. And um, then when you hear this, you have 20 minutes left. Well, it means you have 20 minutes left. 
and if you're still writing about a graph, oops, you use your time as you want. But you need to spend 20 minutes on the graph and then move to the essay, which requires 40 minutes of your attention. But again, you, you are given 60 minutes and you can use this time how, however you want. Rory, is it a good idea to spend 30 minutes on the graph and 30 minutes on the essay? Because again, I can use this hour however I want. Depends on the individual. The advice on the exam is 20 minutes for the graph and, or, well, 20 minutes for part one and 40 minutes for part two. Yeah. So if you find that you're writing in equal amounts of time, then do that. Just make sure that you plan. Please plan and brainstorm or brainstorm and then plan. Yeah. You should plan how to write about the graph, look at the graph, underline the key features. Uh, you can write things inside the booklet it's okay so where you have the graph you can underline you can uh, draw flowers you can draw hearts and write Rory was here <laughs> the name and um, yeah so do whatever you want with the booklet you can I know eat it <laughs> tear it apart and eat it <laughs> remember what was on it and then tell us so that we can make our podcast more relevant <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, gosh. So, underline things, brainstorm the ideas for the essay, spend about, about five minutes. Some people say spend ten minutes on planning. And uh, then you start writing on the answer sheet. Now, Rory, if I don't have enough of the answer sheet, so I'm writing my essay and like, oops, you know, I don't have any more space. I need another answer sheet. What should I do? Put up your hand and ask for more. Yes. Do I write my writing using a pen or a pencil or a marker? No marker. I'm guessing pen or pencil, <laughs> whatever the exam center decides. Yeah, actually, this this one does depend on the exam center. But now I think most test centers ask you to use a pencil. Unfortunately, I find it quite annoying and uh, inconvenient. What do you, What about you, Rory? I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Hmm. Because the pencil would rub off. I'm just, you know, writing frantically like, oh, graph. And then the pencil would rub off and uh, I'll have to ask for another pencil. It takes time. Or I need a sharpener, this pencil sharpener, this device you use to sharpen your pencil. And some people prefer sharp pencils. Oh, gosh, this is a mess. It takes time and uh, really seconds then minutes are spent on this pencil how messy is your handwriting woman seriously no it's quite messy to be honest with you I have to cross out things and I have to write certain things again so yeah it could get quite messy can I cross things out in my IELTS answer sheet in writing is it okay yes how should I do it one line through the middle is enough for the examiner to be able to what? Read it. So the examiner should be able to read it. Respect the examiner. In computer-delivered test, you type. You type everything. You see how many words you have written. You have the time limit on screen. Computer-delivered test is more convenient in this respect. Whereas on paper, you have a freaking pencil. Well, if you're lucky, you have a pen. Depends on the test center. And uh, unfortunately, you need to cross things out, 
it's okay as long as it's clear and you need to count the words you need to make sure that you have written at least 150 for the graph 250 for the essay do you have time to count the words no do not waste time counting words you should practice writing on an official writing sheet before your exam to have a clear idea where you should stop where your 150 words stop on an exam sheet oh my gosh is it clear do you think Roy? practice just practice please practice practice brainstorming planning and writing on the papers please that will help you so much and it will save me so much stress when I'm trying to tell other people to do this yeah use the official writing answer sheet to write your essays if you gonna take a paper-based test yes you can go to the bathroom during the writing part <laughs> it's possible okay so these are the parts of the written exam listening reading writing non-stop how long does it take about three hours with the instruction it usually takes about three hours so when they take uh, the writing booklet and answer sheets away from you they just say thank you very much this is the end of the test goodbye and uh, off you go yeah you just uh, go to this room you pick up your belongings you don't pick up uh, other people's stuff <laughs> only yours and that's it you're free to go when does speaking take place Rory? the same day later what about our speaking it can happen on the same day or it can happen three days before the written part or three days later oh that's cheating you should do it on the same day really you think so why it's just easier to get everything done in one go i was pretty tired after all this gosh you are an overachiever Rory. think about it from a psychology no no think about it from the psychological point of view You've just deployed all of your schemata in your head for like accomplishing reading, writing, and listening. Mm -hmm. So it's already there in your head. Why not go into the exam with everything fully deployed and ready? That to me makes much more sense. True. Again, it does depend on the test center where your speaking is. So the test center tells you before the test, right? A couple of days before the test, your speaking is before the written test, or after on the, on the same day you can ask you can ask the test center to organize the speaking on the same day usually it's possible but again depends on the test center so for example in august when i took the exam it was on the same day because i asked them to organize it on the same day and i had about 3 hour difference so i took the listening reading writing and then i had 3 hours to just faff around and um, then I had my speaking and you know what during the writing part there was one girl who recognized me what did she say no nothing nothing she then wrote to me on Instagram and uh, said like oh Maria did you take the exam today like I saw you I was with you like yeah IELTS speaking for success podcast and I got oh it could be such a great fun you know in the hall uh, to meet our podcast fans while you are taking I was going to say while you're taking the exam 
It would be great if yes, examiners yes. were listening to us and they were like, hey, I recognize you. And you'd be like, ha hi, God. Oh my, could you imagine that? You go in, yeah, and examine. Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> Band nine. Off you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Dear examiners, if you are listening, thank you. And um, would like to have nine. Please leave a comment saying that we are actually achieving band nine <laughs> scores. That would be fine. Uh, so speaking, speaking, yeah. Speaking happens. Again, now you know when. So you go to the test center. Speaking is always offline. It's always face-to-face with a real person. In TOEFL, speaking is online. You are talking to a computer like an idiot. <laughs> Some people find it very strange talking to a microphone. So speaking in IELTS is always with a person, which is nice. How many examiners are in the room? Just one. The examiner, you and the recording device. Why is it recorded? Why is speaking recorded? And so if the examiner makes a mistake or if you appeal your result, then they have something to look at and listen to. Yeah. So if you got an eight for your speaking, you disagree, you think like, oh, I got an eight, it was a seven. It wasn't an eight, it was a seven. So then you disagree, your appeal, it was a joke. Yes, ha ha ha. Usually people get like six, they disagree, they think it was a seven or 6.5. So you pay uh, for the recheck procedure, it's called appeal procedure. You pay and then your speaking is going to be listened to by another examiner. So, a question that people usually ask me is, um, does one examiner check your speaking? Or the examiner who is asking questions checks your speaking, and then the other examiner listens to it and also gives a score? Well, it depends. If you're, Did you say for a new examiner? No, 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 just like a, uh, a usual situation. Okay, if it's a usual situation then, um, and you don't appeal the result, then it's just the score given by that examiner. However, if it's a new examiner, then for their probation period, their scores are checked by a more experienced examiner too, just to make sure they are in line with the standard. Wait, wait, so a new examiner uh, gives a score, for example, okay, so I'm an examiner, you take the exam, I give you, uh okay, seven. Then I'm a new examiner, then the super examiner, more experienced examiner, listens to your speaking and says, no, 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 it's actually an eight. So will you get my seven or his eight? Truth be told, I don't know. But as far as I'm aware, the original mm. score sticks unless it's been appealed. Mm. But I don't know what the procedure is for that. Yeah, really, we don't know. What we do know is that when you disagree with the score, you pay for it, you appeal, then it gets checked by another person. And if you win, if uh, the score you originally got was 6, but actually after a recheck it's 6.5 or 7, you win, you get this score, 6.5 or 7, right? And the money is given back to you. So if you win, they can raise your score. Can they lower your score? Nope. It can only go up. No, 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 no. It or stay the same. I mean, if you're if you're wrong, then obviously they'll keep the money because that was what it cost to recheck. Yeah, so it stays the same or it gets higher. So the speaking. Before the speaking, 
you have your passport with you, so you go to the center, they check your ID, you also give your fingerprints, they take your photo in the office. So all this uh, done, then they escort you to the room and they will tell you, sit here. So you just like sitting there on the chair in front of the room where the examiner is interviewing somebody or you are standing, depending on the test center. I was standing there listening because you can listen. You can, you can actually hear, or I could hear what the examiner was asking and what the candidate was uh, saying. Yeah, so you can eavesdrop. But that won't help you because the examiners are supposed to rotate the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> the best is that you'll get used to the sound of your examiner's voice and, like, see how they are, but you won't be able to use any of the things that the other candidate says. No, 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 no. Yeah, you'll get some other questions. So, what can you do while you are waiting? Because usually you kind of, you can wait uh, for five or ten minutes sitting on that chair in front of this room before the examiner opens the door and uh, asks you in. What can you do while sitting on that chair or standing next to the door? Think about what you might say. Or you can um, breathe. <laughs> A good thing to do is to warm up. So to warm up is um, like to, to get your mouth and organs ready for English. So what I do, I say a tongue twister out loud. Yes, you should say it out loud, dear listener. While you're waiting for your speaking, you are there. You're just saying it out loud. For example, you, you can say red Rory, yellow Rory. But say it fast 10 times. Red Rory, yellow Rory, red Rory, yellow Rory, red Rory, yellow Rory. <laughs> uh, any other tongue twister, Rory? Give us a tongue twister. She sells seashells by the seashore? Yeah, or something like um, Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. A pack of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. Why do tongue twisters help us to warm up, to be ready for speaking in English? Well, it means that your articulators are warmed up and prepared for what it is that you need to say. Yes, if you know a poem in English, recite this poem. To be or not to be. That's that's not a poem, that's a play. <laughs> oh yes, that's a play. Okay. Uh, hello, Shakespeare. Or if you know a sonnet or a song, so say something in English, okay? Uh, the easier, just uh, learn some tongue twisters. Learn two or three tongue twisters and before you're speaking, just say it out loud, out loud. Okay. Again, you leave all your stuff somewhere in a locker or in a special room. So you go to the exam only with your passport. No pens, no pencils, nothing. Just your passport and you. Then the examiner opens the door. You see the examiner. Your heart pounding like, oh my God, it's happening. And the examiner tells you, please come in. You come in, you sit down. The examiner might be wearing a mask. So, Rory, uh, tell us, what, what's about this mask thing? 
well, it might be difficult to understand what the examiner's got to say, but they have a choice. They can wear a mask or a face shield, and the center should have those. Most of them do. Yes, again, depends on the test center. So, dear listener, before you take the exam, you should call the test center and ask, in the speaking exam, will the examiner be wearing a mask? Right? Because, again, if you are um, low level, so pre-intermediate, intermediate, if you know that it's difficult for you to not see the mouth of the person you are talking to, so just find find it out in advance about the mask or a shield. I had to wear a mask. The examiner was wearing a mask. So, yeah, but uh, you can ask the examiner to repeat the question. It's okay. It's fine. You can ask the examiner to repeat the question several times. So it's absolutely fine. So yeah, find out about this mask situation. And yeah, the examiner asks you questions, blah, blah, blah. The examiner gives you uh, a pen, a pencil or some paper and some paper. In speaking part two, the examiner controls the time. You don't worry about the time. You just um, need to speak. Rory, any more uh, tips about the speaking test? Well, in the same way that you shouldn't worry about speaking for too long because the examiner will stop you when that's required, you shouldn't worry about speaking for too short a time as well because the examiner will just look at you if they expect you to say more and they'll probably raise their eyebrows and that's the signal for you to keep going. Mm -hmm. This is especially true in part two. Yes, so if in part two the examiner kind of like shows you, come on, come on, boy, you can tell me more, come on. Or say something more. And um, it's not okay to give short answers. Yes, I agree. So if the examiner asks you, do you like flowers? No. Now, come on, this is not an answer. Explain why not. Yeah, explain how you hate all these flowers. Yum, yum, yum. You can eat flowers. Check out our flowery episode. Okay, now... The examiner then uh, tells you, thank you very much. This is the end of the speaking test. And what do you do? Do you hug them? Do you shake hands with them? <laughs> Take their phone number? <laughs> Give them money? Give them Say some tips? thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> oh, by the way, can I get your phone number? Oh, yeah. You just say thank you very much. Smile. Laugh hysterically. <laughs> Nervously. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, then you go and party and celebrate. You do this, uh, you close the door and you go like, yeah, who is the man? <laughs> you start like, you know, doing this dancing thingy. Right, the exam is over. When do you get the results? When do you get the results? In the paper-based exam, you get your results on the 13th day. The 13th day, you go online or they um, send you an SMS. They sent me a message with my score. That was nice. So I didn't have to go online and put down my passport details to see my score. So I just got a message. It depends on the test center. On the 13th day in paper-based, in a computer-delivered test, you can get the result on the second day or on the third day. So from three to five days, computer-delivered test. So, what about stress, anxiety, anything like before the test, after the test, during the test? Any tips that we are ready to share about wild stress? So, yes, if you are nervous, so breathing helps. 
So we've discussed what you can do between the sections. So before reading, you just breathe, you move your, shake your body a little bit. Then after listening, again, you breathe, close your eyes, shake your body, stretch, please stretch. Move your feet around, right? Especially for girls, for women, for ladies. Like we should kind of move, we are flexible, we should move our bodies, you know, to feel more comfortable, so do this. Uh, be open, breathe deeply, take like three deep breaths, please. Also the same after reading, after writing. <laughs> When the written exam is over, you should treat yourself to something nice. Also, before speaking, eat or drink something that you like, either like delicious tea or nice chocolate, or I don't know, go and have McDonald's if you love McDonald's. So have, have some endorphins, like dopamine. Or uh, did you know that uh, the pictures of babies and animals raise our dopamine levels? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How? Uh, because we look at babies and we are like uh, feel love and happiness. Like, hey, they're so cute. We have butterflies in our stomach. So look at cats. Look <laughs> at babies. Look at the cats. <laughs> no, seriously, if you if you like dogs, look at puppies. Cute kittens, uh, copybaras. Uh, I don't know, uh, like some nice animals. Seriously, it will relax you. You will feel joy and happiness, even if you are annoyed and nervous. What would you do to make yourself happy in kind of like 10 minutes before the speaking test? Well, I would all, I, I just revise in my head um, things that I would oh like God, to say, revise. things I need no, to know. But no, but not kind of, but not vision, just something like uh, eating, drinking or listening or watching something. Well, whenever I've been in an exam, I always have like, I always eat chocolate beforehand for example mm. okay there we go bananas no we know you hate bananas so dear listener please believe that IELTS is not the most important part of your life has IELTS killed anybody no everybody stayed alive after taking the exam yes it is hard It is exhausting. For me, it was exhausting. I'm a bit old for this now. Well, I feel, you know, like I feel the age. Oh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm not as fast as I used to be. Oh. Anyway, it could be exhausting, but you can do it, right? And there are more important things in life, seriously. Okay. And nothing really will happen if you don't get this nine. You will be alive. So IELTS does not threaten your life. You will stay alive after exam. Okay? No heart attack. No heart attacks. Rory, any final word from you into the world? Good luck. Thank you, Rory. Rory is very concise today. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we hope that... Um, It's been a useful episode, so thank you very much for listening till the very end. Oh gosh, it's been a long, a long, long, long episode. If you enjoyed it, if you find certain things useful, please share it with your friends or with your teacher or with teachers, with everybody, you know, with your grandma, with Rory's relatives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good, bestest, bestest uh, luck and successful success with your IELTS. <laughs> 
Bye. Bye.